Welcome to the Inner Athlete Podcast, where we discuss all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring. Nick, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, back. podcast two. Wow, that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a trip. How was the World Cup? No, yeah, he yeah, hasn't we, left um, yet. <laughs> you won? I'm wearing the same stuff, but yes, we won. Yeah. Uh, cool. It's nice. You went, <laughs> went forward in time, then came back in time. That's it. Then you know that you won. All right, perfect. Um, yeah, we're just doing a quick follow-up, because... Um, you, I think you've got an important message to, um, um, to share with a lot of youth athletes. I think it's important because um, I know I have dealt with it. I believe you have, and um, I'm sure it, Dave has. Oh, to some extent, yeah. Yeah, to some extent. And um, it's not something that um, is sort of, in my experience, been addressed and been able to... Um, I guess maneuver around and, and be able to put the pieces together to overcome it. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, um, it's important because it may be a reason why someone doesn't pursue something and if they enjoy it, then them not pursuing something is, is, you know, a disservice to themselves because if they get enjoyment out of it, then, you know, that's, you know, all you can really ask for when you want to take on a new venture, whether it be sport-related or, or business-related, um, you know, I think that's important to be able to know that there is ways to overcome it. Mm. No, I agree. So, um, yeah, I know if you've written some points down. What do you want to share with us? Um, well, going off um, the prompts, um, I guess what a, what young athletes can learn from uh, my experience, whether or not they take that on board or not, just know that um, I guess the journey that you're on, and I'm sure you guys have heard this before, but the journey you're on is or is definitely the destination. Being on that journey and and gaining the skills and the knowledge to be able to get where you want to get to is um, half, if not more, um, part of part of the journey and um i guess when you look back on it being able to pick up the pieces that you have and the knowledge and the skills and um not only the external external skills of um but it's the internal skills understanding yourself and how you operate and the the um ways in which you can get the best out of yourself um has been a big um it's had a big impact on my life because i know that um, what I pick up along the way um, has gotten me ulti- well to some extent to where I am today. So um, just knowing that, yeah, the destination, the journey is the destination. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I know we briefly talked about in the other podcast is I guess your support network as well. You've had a, like a really solid support network around you. Yes, I have, um, and that's to family, my uh, partner, um, and then, you know, friends and, and quote-unquote family friends, so um, I'll shout everyone out. The Smiths, uh, Leanne Smith, Adrian Smith, and, and Jack and, and Kate, they were very welcoming in my first tenure up in, up in Queensland, being, able, being housing me throughout lockdown, um, and, you know being really accommodating and knowing that they're doing it from, you know, I was their third son almost, they're doing it from, you know, 
um, from a compassionate place and I'm forever in debt to them so I will be this is on record I will be donating not donating but I'll be giving you one of my Greek jerseys be framing it and that's going in the Smith's house um, and then obviously my my parents my mother and Sandra and my dad Dennis they've um, you know forever grateful for their support as any you know um, someone who's moved up and gotten all their support of you know um, that's been you know a big part of why I've stayed up there and then my beautiful partner Elizabeth um, you know she's as you say everyone's rock um, their partner by their side so um, those are the real support network that I lean on when I need to um, and then they've really um, kept me level headed um, and kept me on this path to be able to pursue a you know a career nice and I guess what are the main lessons that like what are two key things that a lot of youth athletes could take from your experiences first of all the one that's very dry and um, probably doesn't sit may not sit too well that it takes t- a lot of time, um, full stop. Probably take, it probably takes more time than you always think. More time than you always think. However, when you get there, it's things sort of happen at the right sort of time, you know. Um, so things happen for you over a consistent period. Like if you put in the work over a consistent period of time and that word consistency is you know, prominent in anything that you want to get done in life, putting in those putting in putting in the work um over a consistent period of time is um just a fact about how to get from A to B. Um or for some people it's A to Z and Z might be, you know, um their their biggest goal or anything like that. So um number one is putting in the work consistently over an extended period of time and and two, investing in yourself. Um, yeah, I know you've spoken a lot about that and I've taken that with both hands and hence why we have this relationship where um, you know I've invested in myself and it's, I guess it's important to note that invested, invest in yourself with someone who um, shares the same values and wants the best for you and um, that's you and yourself, Dave, so... Um, those are two, um, I guess just off the top, but, um, I can't stress the first one enough. Yeah. Um, that's good. And I think this is, you know, everyone, what's one piece of advice that you, you know, you wish you heard? What's one piece of advice that you wish you heard sooner um, that you should have followed through with? So something that you've applied, but wish you heard, you know, maybe six or 12 months beforehand. Not to attribute all of who I am to what I do, um, and that is, I mean, I do play rugby league, but that's not who I am. I am, firstly, I am a son, I am a brother, I am, you know, I'm a partner. So, not attributing all of who I am to what I do. So, Cooper Cronk, I heard, said it once, he plays rugby league, he's a rugby league player, but it's 10% of what he does. And put he, he puts a hundred percent into that. So, um, 
I like to stand from that because I do hear what he says. Obviously, I haven't reached the heights he has, but however, it still applies to anyone, and I'm sure you've probably, you can attest to that as well. Um, the fact that if you attribute your self-worth to your performance on the field, then um, I don't see that being a very sustainable way to think. Um, and I have been... I'm sure we're all guilty of that. However, um, that is um, some sound advice that I received um, and still um, apply that in anything I do, whether it be where I work um, or, you know, playing football, that is. Um, yeah, I do attest to that, not attributing all of my self-worth to what I do because it's not, It yeah, it doesn't marry up. Mm. And I know that you not suffered from confidence issues as such, but how how have you dealt with you know if, you know fluctuations in your confidence you know throughout your career? Um, I mean, I'm sh- as we spoke about before, everyone well, not everyone, but uh, majority of people have come across the imposter syndrome, and um, it was only this year that um, my current coach. Ben Cross, the idea that competence breeds confidence. So being competent, um, this was very rugby league specific where we we're talking about tackling technique and all that sort of stuff. And um, I'll use it as an example. If you're competent in carrying out that skill in on the training paddock and being able to do that, you know, at a high level on a consistent basis, yeah, then when 40, you... 40 tackles a game, something yeah. like that. When you get to the big stage, you know, you're, you're that that competence in doing that work will breed confidence going to the field. Now, I'm sure not that doesn't happen most of the time, but you're giving yourself the opportunity to take confidence from that um, and, and use that on the field, which um, is a big part of how momentum works on the field, I believe. Um, yeah. Um, so that's that's how I've battled with it. I liked how you said I haven't suffered with it because I don't believe that it's it's not um, you know an overarching hindrance in what how I you know what I do day to day. However, um, those thoughts do creep in because um, p- because you look around and you think, oh, there's people here who. Have do this better than I do. Do this, you know, do that better than than I've done before, and and stuff. So um, the fact that there are specific steps to take to be able to mitigate those feelings, which is as I said, you know, putting in the work on the training field. That competence breeds confidence. And when I first heard that, I, it clicked for me. And um, not to say that I didn't experience those feelings before. After that, sorry, um, it did help. It did. Take me a look. It got me a long way to to mitigating those and and shutting off the outside noise to be able to perform on on the big stage, which is you know game day. Yeah, and um, and on game day, if you're most most athletes will have some level of anxiety hitting the pitch as well. So butterflies may not eat the 
uh, normal, you know, feel a bit white and pale and all that jazz, and they just kind of feel, feel anxious as they hit the paddock. Um, but if they know that they've done the work behind the scenes and they've tested it out behind the scenes, and then when it goes to the big stage, as you mentioned, you know, they're going to be able to carry that through um, um, to, the, to the actual game itself. Does that always work? No, unfortunately, there's always going to be unforeseen things, but you can always take lessons from that of what those unforeseen things are. Make sure that you address those behind the scenes and when you get in front of everyone else, then it should be fine and smooth sailing. Yeah, correct. And I had a really good support network there to be able to voice um, how I was feeling before games. One thing, um, I remember the, the term, the term doesn't sound, it's it can be taken out of context, but I used to get very under-aroused before a game, just feeling very down and, and not down on my self-confidence, just like, I guess... flat? Just very flat, and that's where I toyed with caffeine timings and and all that sort of stuff, and um, I think it was just stemmed from maybe a lack of confidence, so um, having put those things in place where, as I said before, confidence um, breeds the confidence... um, those feelings did mitigate and I was getting those good nerves before a game and uh, wanting to be out there with, not to say that I before I didn't want to be out there, but I was more quote-unquote G'd up for a game. Nice. Oh, I'm glad you overcame that. And, yeah. And you're yeah. here now because you've been able to do the work on yourself. Yeah. Um, I like what you said there about confidence, breeds confidence, but it's almost like the way around as well because if you're confident, it'll drive confident action. So if you're nervous or not confident going to a tackle it's a higher chance of you stuffing it up same thing taking a hit up close to the line if you're not confident you might knock it on but if you're confident you're going to catch the ball it's going to land the hands the right way so vice versa yeah i think it just manifests into each other yeah kind of backwards and forwards between the two if you're confident you'll be confident and then if you are confident you'll show competent actions yeah you'll be you'll be more competent than obviously they'll feed into confidence cool anything else I've got a couple of questions for you, but if you want to go. Please. Um, two, two sort of questions closely linked to each other. Um, say if you're walking into a, a, an elevator and there's 13, 14, 15-year-old Nick, you have 60 seconds to say, say to him something you want to say. What would you say? Um, Time starts now. 60 seconds. Boop. I would start with um, and then firstly... Um, tell him to just enjoy what's ahead because um, I hear people say it all the time it's not going to last very long and um, I can attest to that I've only been on this planet for not very long 23 years but um, just enjoy the process and know that nothing's going to happen overnight Um, and that might be daunting for a a, teenager to hear however um, um, I guess with the right support network and head on his shoulders, he'll be able to take that for what it is and make it his own. Um, knowing me, I would I would have taken that um, advice and, um, as I said, just then made it my own. Um, however, that's a very prompting question, and I do, yeah. Um, it does make you think. Um, it, I guess all those philosophical sort of ideas that... It takes time and um, just to enjoy it, I think, underpins, I guess, the the message I would t- t- tell to my younger self. Cool. All right. All right.
You have just listened to the Inner Athlete Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the release of weekly episodes. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to get great tips on all things youth athlete development and youth mentoring.